Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. My beautiful friend Gillian Cosgrove and I started talking about this thing that we call standing cries or standing sobs, where you can be just standing in the kitchen feeling relatively fine, like actually kind of completely calm. And then within about two to three seconds, full body racking sobs, you, you, could, you could race me. You could go from zero to 100. How quickly can she get there? Because she can get there pretty fucking fast at the moment. That's today's guest, Virginia Gay, who played Nurse Gabrielle Yeager in the hospital drama All Saints for ages. So if my mum were here, she'd ask her to have a look at lots of skin irritations. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm, tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Hopefully Virginia hasn't forgotten too much of the medical knowledge she picked up on All Saints, because since that show wrapped, she's done lots of other stuff. She was in LA until just a couple of months ago, where she spent her lockdown writing two plays. She also bonded closely with a very special friend during that time, who we'll hear all about shortly. Virginia's such a charismatic character. Whenever I see her as herself, I just can't help thinking how much of her is kind of wasted whenever she plays anyone else. So I shan't waste a moment more. Ladies and gentlemen, Virginia Gay. When I came back from LA, as I moved back in with my parents at the age of 38, yeah, real classy, I remember thinking, wow, I'm getting the full pandemic bingo card here. I was like, oop, filled in that one, oop, filled in that one. And of course, I'd had COVID in LA too. So I was like, oop, filled in that very special gold star one, exciting. But the thing that has just happened in the last couple of months, which I really was like, I actually thought we were done with this section of the pandemic bingo card was that the show that I was opening in Melbourne was closed on opening night as a result of lockdown. So we didn't even get to open. We, we were closed three hours before we were due to open. At the theatre doing the final technical tune-ups, it was like 4.45 and we had just wrapped up that last technical thing. And we were like, okay, great, all right, dress down, take your mics off, we'll see you at the, uh, the one-hour call. And somebody picked up their phone and went, oh, my God. 
I will never forget the look on his face, just the colour drained out of his face and he realised that he was going to have to be the one to tell us. And oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then of course just the lockdown continued and continued and, and we never got to open that show so it was just sitting waiting in a theatre. Back to mum and dad's. Having COVID, I'm here to be the person, you know how lots of people go, I don't even know anybody who's had COVID. I'm here to be the person to say, you know me, I've had it. And it's fucking awful. It's awful. It's awful. I was unvaccinated a year ago because we didn't have any vaccines and it was so bad. I hated it so much. So awful. It, like I got in really fleeting contact with um with friends, basically. And that's that other thing too where you are like, and I'm an ex-fake medical professional, so I can say this, but technically on a medical scale, I got what was called a mild case, which what it means is that you don't have to go to hospital for help to breathe. So it was still very bad. It was like somebody trying to push my eyes out from behind my skull for 14 days. This has been a really hard time for people and a hard time physically and a hard time for the world, but also a hard time just mentally getting through this time is so tough. And I remember thinking in LA, I had these goals and I just really reduced my my life to a very small world. Like I really didn't see anybody for months and months on end, which was another reason why I was so furious with myself for getting it on the like the one time that I went. And then I was like, I'll just make, I'll make these shows and I'll write these two plays, which I wrote and I'll write the connection that I need because I'm not getting any connection from any love. Any, I was living by myself. I was living by myself and looking after a little dog. So that that was the only like living interaction that I had for days and days and days on end. So I was like, well, you better do something with this desire to connect. So I wrote these stories and I wrote these people and I wrote these bits of dialogue and I was, and that gave me really something really extraordinary to like hook onto. And then coming back here and one of those shows, as I said, being closed on opening night, as well as being like just, it's just been a real, um, and I know we all know this from lockdowns, that it's not so much the thing that happens right at this moment, it's the um, collective compound interest nature of. So it's not like you actually want to smash your computer screen because you've got to do one more hour of homeschooling but it is the last on a long road of things that means you could, you could smash it right now. I could, I could do it. I could do it. I had a fit of hysterics as I was putting the little dog that I was looking after in the plane because her actual owners were Australian and they had gone back with their family because they were rightly like, we're not staying in America in the middle of the plague. The people said, can you just um, confirm the name of the dog? And I went, her name is... Her name is... Her name is... Her name is... She's a very good girl. And I wept and wept and wept and had to just walk away and just walk away from just Gidget in her cage going, where are you going? What are you doing? Oh, my God. And I was like, I can't explain to you that I'm not leaving you. I'm not letting you down. And then I went and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried in the house like a full 
fit of hysterics, which is very rare for me. But again, I was like, whoa, this is just not stopping. <laughs> and Gidget's actual owners got a message from the freighting company, the pet freighting company, saying, here's a picture of the dog. The dog is fine. How is the woman? <laughs> oh, my God, I will never forget it. If I ever write a memoir, it'll be, how is the woman? Question. <laughs> oh, God. Mental health is one of the things that gets so little attention and we've all, you know, everybody talks about this and it comes with a certain stigma. And I think the fact that we have all been through this incredibly rotten time and have an enormous solidarity with that sense of hopelessness and with that sense of like cyclic thinking, thinking that you can't get out of, suddenly people go, oh yeah, exactly like you said, oh that feeling, oh yeah, a standing cry, oh fuck yeah. And the sense of community in that, that sense of not being alone, even while we are so isolated, is just the most extraordinary feeling and not not an upside that I ever expected out of this rotten time. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, Cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.